Good evening and hello, everybody, and welcome to Documentation Not Included, a tech industry podcast presented by DNI Stream, the live repository. One of these days I'll get this right. The live knowledge repository for software professionals. Ta-da! It's Thursday, 7 p.m. British time. We're live on twitch.tv slash DNI Stream. I am Josie Howarth, I think. And as always, I am joined by the bestest of the mestis. My co-host, Chris Seabach. Your introductions have become less uh, bespoke and more just off the cuff over the last few weeks, I'd say. Well, I'm trying, I don't know, there's something about, I think, being stuck indoors. Yeah, and being so busy as well. I said I've never been as busy as I am at the moment. It's crazy. But anyway, hello, Josie, and hello to guests. Um, For some reason, my Streamlabs uh, chatbot has stopped working, so I can't actually see anybody chatting in chat. But luckily, we have Andy's program um, going, so I can see the chat in that one. You might hit it once hit refresh. Yeah, I'm going to say that, and he's having problems with it. Oh, oh, we're already having technical issues, so it's, it bodes well, doesn't it? Hopefully, everyone's name's right today. Um, so, yes, hello to everybody in Twitch chat. Please do get involved with the show. It is live, and we do field questions, and we will uh, get you involved if you say anything funny, relevant, or just say anything, to be fair, sometimes. Um, before we get going, let me please introduce our guest. I already have done. Um, Andy. Andy has been on the show before, so I'm going to get uh, let Andy introduce himself. Tell us, tell us what you do and uh, where you come from. <laughs> <laughs> I come from Earth. <laughs> I, I am from planet Earth most of the time. Um, yes, I am Andy, and I'm a .NET developer originally. I'm now a director, owner of my own company, and do all sorts of stuff. But mainly, I'm in the streaming uh, industry at the moment, uh, working with and for Twitch, uh, and doing some other work uh, that just revolves around the broadcast industry really um I, I'm, I'm going to say amateur broadcast industry uh and use the hyphens on that one but uh it's one of those things where it's becoming a lot more professional by the day the thing is is we consider what we do amateur but people may look at it and come and you know come and see what we're doing and think it's professional it's 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 i mean we're not we're not streaming on television, you know. That's the difference, I suppose. We're not we're not creating live content for for massive amounts of people. But you it's probably a good thing. I've done so. <laughs> it is probably a good thing. Yeah, we'd have we'd definitely have to have a, a swearing policy, wouldn't we? <laughs> not necessarily. It depends on where you're at in the watershed. You say not for massive amounts of people, but uh, that's what we're here for, to talk about, really, isn't it? It is indeed. It is indeed. But before we uh, get going. Yes, before we get going, we're going to do our icebreaker question. And where Chris broke the taboos and brought developer questions into the icebreakers, I bring us back to the realities of non-developer questions. So, your icebreaker question for today, my friends. Do you sing in the shower? Guess on no. it. No. 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 I, 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 I cannot sing to save my life. I don't even do it in the shower. It doesn't uh, matter, though, does it, when you're in the shower? Because nobody can hear you when you're in the shower. That's the that's the rules. Apart from the wife, and that would, would just not go down well. <laughs> I I sing everywhere. I sing to our animals. I sing to my wife. I sing in the shower. I sing. I haven't. I have sung on stream before, not on this show. In fact, you know what? If we went through no, all of the footage, I have sung. Um, you not, have indeed. Not particularly well, but I'm not too bad. To be fair, I'm not an awful singer, but I'm also not fantastic either these days 
Yeah, for me, uh, it, yeah, that that just yeah, I'm like Chris. I sing about absolutely everything. Heck, even my husband and I, we have a special little song that we sing when we've successfully like fixed something in the house, or a computer has been fixed, or the network has been solved, or we have done something incredible. We even have our own little like uh, I don't know song we sing. But in the shower, heck yeah, the acoustics are amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, we, why wouldn't you? I, I, I know for a fact that my three and five year old, when I try and sing them to sleep, pretend to be asleep so I can bugger off. Ooh, you could totally manipulate that. Yeah, they, yeah, it's seven o'clock. Um, I'm, I was going to sing a song, but I can't think of any songs in the world right now. All I can think well, of are the songs. Actually- the songs that I sing to, to my my cats. Each cat has a very... Each cat... Big Meow is the best because he's got the most vowels. and uh, Not most vowels, sorry. The most syllables. And we can fit him into loads of songs. Um, and we keep coming up with, with new ones. Big Meow, do-do-do-do-do-do. We've done that. We've done that. Big Meow, do-do. It's, whoa, Big Meow. Watch out, chair. He'll sit on you. <laughs> Except... <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. That's that's, that's what it. quarantine Show's does over. to us. We, we don't need to go any further. I think we have hit the epitome and everything of a show. I don't know why that tickled me pink as much before, as it does. Before our guest uh, disconnects no. and leaves us to it, let's uh, let's move on with the, <laughs> let's move on with the show. So, yes, Andy is here to talk about online conferences, online meet meetups, and kind of online things like this. You know, like this show, which is a bit of a stand up. Or, you know, a bit of community stand-ups, but online organization of some sort. So um, at the moment, it's especially important as well because of the current lockdown situation across the world, not just in the UK. Um, mm. It's becoming even more important to do that. And I want to start off with a question for Andy, um, which isn't quite related to the subject. But what do you think that life would be like right now if we didn't have the internet? Well, I wouldn't have TV. I wouldn't have uh, the internet, but obviously, because <laughs> you're you're asking for it. Well, I mean, the thing um, is, that, that, I think the reason I ask that is because we are so almost. It's not just us. It's not just us. Us early adopters of the internet. You know, back in the late eighties, early nineties, when we were online, and we were probably even before that, we we're on BBSs and things like that. Who've been, it's been? We've been with it since it grew up. But now the whole world is dependent on the internet, and the people are staring at the phones constantly. It's 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 been around us forever. But if we didn't have the internet and it never became a thing, what would what would the world be like right now? I I I, I would assume. We would have a lot more trouble keeping people uh, under a lockdown and up, to uh, date. and up to date. And I mean, how would I communicate with my next door neighbours? No, like the whole cul-de-sac in one text saying, we've got it in this house. We're stuck in for two weeks. Could somebody do our shopping for us? That's Hello just and welcome it. to the BBC World Service. <laughs> <laughs> Andy that's Burrell that's from... literally exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I happen to be a ham radio enthusiast you know i've got my call signs and things like that and there are ways to communicate like if there was no internet 
without the bits and packets that you get with the internet. So there are things, I mean, there were back in the days, and this is such a horrible thing to say, but in the plague where you had signs that you would put up in windows or, you know, you would have an image or something, or you put a broom here or a candle in the light and you light it if you need something, if you don't like, there were ways to do it. News wouldn't necessarily spread as fast, but what I would say is we would be lacking a lot of internet of things. Yeah. To be fair, the internet has enhanced our lives, let's be honest. But, you know, we'd also have big crosses on, you know, painted on front of people's doors. Big, big <laughs> red crosses to say, this is a plague house, <laughs> etc. You know, um, it, it, it's like, as you, say, as you say, it was the speed of communication. Yeah. And yeah. we would, it would take a lot more time to get those people organized, to get those people um, in the places they needed to be. And also, it's just like, just saying, Avoid this house isn't a big X. It's it's a uh, oh, just something on a WhatsApp group and said, okay, this, avoid this house. The the street we live on a on a a long a fairly long street, but we've got a side street next to us, and um, there's there's a Facebook group that we've been invited to for the side street, and it's just I mean I I don't really get involved with it, but my wife's on it, you know, and listening to people and helping each other out and. You know, people dropping books off and stuff on on doorsteps, and you know, just just generally sense of community and that, and it it's the internet that's that's enabled that. We wouldn't be able to do that kind of thing without it. Anyway, we kind of not on the subject there. It was a bit of a weird question for me to ask because it kind of leads us into the subject that we're talking about today, which is the online conferences. Um, so Andy, recently you've been involved in organising a fairly large event, which I think. Be happy to talk about? Yes, right. So I am part of a large group of Twitch streamers called the Live Coders. Um, it is the originator and sort of uh, the, the founder of it is uh, Jeff Fritz, who works for Microsoft. Um, now, he became a Twitch partner and went, okay, let's make this team. Um, we'll invite people that sort of support developers, help people learn. Uh, have the sort of outlook of it doesn't matter what language you use, just go coding, do something, do do other things, and sort of that that happy go lucky um, feeling. So we one of the members um, came into the uh, our Discord on the sixth of March and went, should we do a conference? Uh, I've got a talk that I was going to give. My talk, my conference has been cancelled, and it was just like everyone just went. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, within what a week, we had fourteen speakers, uh, thirty-eight talks <laughs> from those fourteen speakers, and within two weeks, we had twenty-eight people and about sixty or seventy talks. It was ridiculous. Yep. Um, but we couldn't do have everyone do all their talks in the, in this first conference, so it was quickly obvious that we might do more than one. Um, within a month, we had gone from that inception of, should we do a conference, to on the 9th of April, putting on that conference on Twitch. Um, so less than a month, you were from idea to having, you know, actually the whole thing ready and ready to go. Yes. And this includes the speakers, new themes, uh, the technology set up. Um, because if you think about it, we wanted to do it on one channel over those 17 hours, which it ended up being, um, 
with no gaps, without taking offline, putting yourself online, having people in, having like an MC in between. And it was one hell of a setup. And to get that, and also like theming, as I said, so the artwork, the moderation organization. Mm. And, and we were lucky enough to have our contacts and Twitch dev um, sign us up for a temporary partnership. So the Live Coders channel was a brand new channel created this month. And they went, right, we'll give you a ten- temporary partnership. So it will go on now and end on the 16th of April. So, so it disappears. So we could have as many viewers as possible watching in whatever quality they needed to. Because that's one thing you get as a partner is you All always right. get those quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get them yeah. as uh, you don't get them as a normal person, and affiliates aren't guaranteed them, but they have priority over the normal non-affiliates. Yep. Right. So sorry. Say that again. So you, if you're a partner, then you have a you better always, quality of stream. No, you always get the quality selections on your broadcast. So you can select the full like 1080. Uh, yeah, right, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. So the, yeah, the yeah. actual the actual physical quality of the of the broadcast is is better. I didn't realise that. I thought everyone yeah. was 1080, right? Um, and you can have people viewers select which quality they want, which you do not get automatically as an affiliate and automatic and uh, automatically as a normal streamer. And because this wasn't even an affiliate at the time, Twitch Dev went, "Yeah, we'll do that for you." Um, and then the next thing they went. Um, we can do something on giving you front page. Um, so they went, right, mm. okay. So I thought, oh, that's that's awesome. Um, we'll, we'll just be on the front page carousel. Uh, no. Uh, they signed us up for featured front page carousel. So we were dead center mm-hmm. for seven hours, uh, which was amazing, to be honest. Bugglingly um, fun and awesome. Did, out of curiosity, did they uh, split the geolocation as well? Because back in the day, if you ended up on front page, um, you were front page all of Twitch. But since they've started doing geolocation based on whether you're United States or you are in Europe or something like that. We, we, we were on the front page in Europe, East and West Coast, and some of the other regions. But it depended on the time because they were doing. Yeah. It was the same day Final Fantasy VII came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, Twitch is a game well, streaming service. So, so, well. it's, it's, um, so the That's good thing all I'm was, playing at the moment, by the way. By the way, <laughs> brilliant. I love it. Sorry. <laughs> so, so the funny thing was, it's like we we got that, and um, the front page ended at. 1 p.m. Pacific, so mm. it was just as everyone was starting to ramp up for the Final Fantasy stuff. So we were actually pretty good on timing. Um, but the numbers were ridiculous, and I mean completely ridiculous. We were thinking mm-hmm. uh, a few hundred people for the day, absolutely fine. We averaged over 3,000. Mm-hmm. We peaked at over fifteen. And the number of minutes watched throughout the whole stream, 3.2 million. People were going, didn't even know this existed on Twitch. Never mind that there's a a whole team of 137 people doing it, which is expanding daily. Yep. And 
it was just like some of the great comments and some of the talks and they were all great talks um all 14 of them and then we had like a panel in the middle um so I, let's talk about the actual like the challenges that you faced then for all of that we've got the we've got the statistics we've got the the fact that it was a big event um it, we i watched some of it as well i obviously didn't watch the full thing so i had other things to do that day but um you know what i did see it was good quality it was there was some great speakers on there Let's talk about first of all, rather than the technical challenges of it, the event organization challenges. Did, what, what? In fact, what were you involved with specifically? What was your main role in this? Okay, so um, I jumped in at the start and went right. Okay, I'll have a look at the test uh, tech and test that out. Um, so tested that out, worked fine. So basically, we had. Um, a little RTMP server that everyone streamed to. And then we had one OBS server over here mm-hmm. that just picked up all, on all those streams and streamed out to Switch. Very basic, very easy, done. Um, then one of the original people just sort of went a little quiet. And it ended up being, let's try and get these speakers picked. So I, 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 I went to Frit, Jeff Fritz and went, so we picked these lot because one, we've got a lot of females in there. Two, we've got the Europeans and the other other continents. And then we've got a few Americans in there. Uh, I think we ended up with um, a guy in New Zealand, um, four Europeans, and uh, five female speakers. And the rest were American. Uh, American. <laughs> no American females at all. No, no, no they were. They were. We um, don't they, they, they were American males, which. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, no, so, no, I, I, that's, I just find that funny. Go on. And, and, and so that accidentally became me picking the speakers because <laughs> right. I, I was the only one that mentioned it. And it was like, damn it. Um, and then it was, okay, let's put a schedule picker out there. So I got the schedule picker out there for those speakers. And then I organized when the start and finish time was. And then I organized when speakers were going to be. And then I ended up creating okay. the theme for everything. What, and it, what it was did just you do then? <laughs> yes, that, that's basically what Copperbeardy just says. What weren't you involved in, Andy? So Lily Hazel, community manager for the Live Coders, she took over a lot of the little, itty, like, the little bits that I had missed, like the, the moderation team. I say little bits. The moderation team that was twenty people for the day. Um, some of the timings for things. Some of the uh, communications. Uh, a conference website that she put together really quickly. Um, we had two MCs, which were Chef Brent, who is Brent Schooley. He's another Microsoft MVP, and also Jeff Fritz was the second MC on the second half. Um, those two took on their roles as their 15-minute segments between each speaker to sort of fill. Um, So there was a lot of little bits that I hadn't done Mm -hmm. and didn't even think about because I wasn't, in my head, I wasn't sort of the organiser. But then it sort of accidentally happened that I was one of the main organizers uh, of this. And then I actually ended up producing the whole stream uh, from my office, which was, again, 
17 plus hours sat in the same chair. That must have been quite tiring to do that. So, Mm. so when you said producing, then you were you were switching the RTMP feeds. You were, um, I suppose, arranging with the uh, the community manager who was on next or, or. going through the schedule and making sure people are available. Did you have like yeah. a little side meeting room going on or? Uh, we we had several meeting rooms in Discord. So there was a full production room where only MCs, me, were able to type. And also featured chat, I did a little uh, add-on that every message that you showed on featured chat got popped into that same Discord um, channel. Uh, and a few other sort of little bits uh, to help move the production along because if you think from a speaker perspective, they've got to know when they're on, not me click a button, watch for the stream to change, and then tell the speaker to go. So we had the production channel show the scene changes okay, as well. So, and I was listening to their talk through Discord rather than the stream. So I had virtually no delay. So mm. d- d- was that something that other online conferences do because you're not the first person to ever do an online conference or is it something that you guys came up with between you or is it something you came up with on your own or is it just the way to do it um i have no clue how anyone else does it um right i I think a lot more a lot of companies that do online conferences have a lot more setup and are less remote They've got a production team and an on-site kind of setup, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, for example, if you look at um, AWS or Microsoft, who do their stuff on the AWS channel on Twitch, or Microsoft on the Visual Studio channel on Twitch, they are very much, we're in a production room in a building, let's do this whole thing all day, and we've got the people on site. Yeah. Whereas we're organizing 14 people in five continents across the world different time zones and everything like that so with all different kit as well my experience be as a as a speaker for example say i was waiting to come on next what would i be doing how would i be informed what is the experience for the the person who's coming on next okay so you know your time slot you know you've got to be there 15 minutes before i'm coming on at seven o'clock tonight yep okay you'd hop into the discord uh, server you hop into a voice channel and you mute everyone in there except for yourself, so I can still hear you, and I can mute. I can mute and sort of do whatever I need to do with you from that side. You watch the production channel and connect your OBS to the RTMP server. So you push your OBS to the RTMP server that you've given. You've given me a URL for that. Yeah, and we've we've done all pre checks. So like a few days before we set that up. Um, and I actually set it up with all 14 people between the Monday and the Wednesday mm-hmm. that week. I uh, did a few little tech tests, get everyone uh, set up and running. Um, so you come in, you connect. I'd get get you connected and make sure that you uh, are, uh, mainly through text chat. Um, and then it would be like, right, are you ready? You'd say yes. As soon as you see your scene name come up in the production channel, you're on. So it's just like a... a- from a bot, a, a bit yeah. of text comes up and says, Jeff is now on or whatever. Yeah, scene change, Jeff. 
right. <laughs> and, and that'll be it. You're on. And, and there's no introduction video or anything like that. They're just straight on. Oh, yeah, hi, uh, well, I'm Chris. You know, <laughs> well, I, I, I had all the I, I had all the stinger transitions, and the MC was doing all the introduction beforehand. So the MC is in the same voice channel, so I can listen to that. So when he goes right, and now over to um, Jeff for his talk, I click the button to say scene change. Jeff, uh, the MC knows that I've now in a, in a stinger transition for three seconds. Yep, and Jeff is waiting for that thing to say. Scene changed to Jeff. As soon as it's changed, he goes, "Hey, thanks everyone for coming." Blah blah blah. Does his talk, and I'm still listening to his whole talk through Discord. As soon as he says, "Right, I'm ready for questions," I'm controlling featured chat and showing questions mm-hmm. that everyone that like three or four people have collected during the whole talk, um, and those are being pushed to the same production Discord channel. Yep. So okay. he goes, "Lucky number seven has asked." Whatever. <laughs> um, next question. And it's like, click on that, click it, click it. Um, but that's one thing I would like to change. Or, or there was a couple of things I do want to... I could see there's a, few, there's a few things that you've described there that may be optimized. You could, you could optimize a little well, bit, but it's still very fair, admirable. One month from idea mm. to action, not even a park. I mean, this is beyond a proof of concept. This is idea to live you know there's something to be said for that and as with anyone who gets involved especially in online worlds communities and things like that you start out with an idea and over time you streamline it to best fit what you can but you always use what resources tools and people you have available at the time i only really have one big question about the stream chat integration that you were doing did you use the cat for a notification sound (sighs) <laughs> we got on something big there. I'm just saying. We didn't use any notification sounds on this one. Um, just at the start. It's like, again, proof concept. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, we, we use the cat for us. So, of course, you know, I'm I'm partial. To so do cat, I. Really. So, so yeah. we've talked about the, the technical challenge. Is there anything else technical that was particularly challenging? What with the setup or what you've explained is that pretty much it? There, there was not much RTMP. Uh, well, I, oh. I've actually set an RTMP server up myself, so I know how hard it can or uh, how difficult RTMP can be. They are fl- it is <laughs> flaky at times. Is mm-hmm. um, is the minimal I can say that? Uh, yeah, it's flaky. Um, I didn't do it quite right. Um, the next step is either configure RTMP to be better or move on and do SRT. Um, we have hmm. a question from the audience, um, which is, Ooh. what is RTMP? That is Copper B uh, is asking. Real-time messaging protocol. It's, so, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a streaming. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little bit like what is uh, a constant push and stream of a single thing rtmp has actually been used for video music sort of things it was originally made by macromedia uh for if you remember macromedia for flash audio um originally and then it was that does all the problems right there this is why we shouldn't be no <laughs> so the, what's interesting about rtmp is that it, it works in a very similar way to a lot of other messaging protocols um i've worked with like 
um, edge device messaging protocols and uh, enterprise service buses and things like that. And it's it's a publish subscribe type job, and it's also you can also subscribe to particular channels, which is inter- which is obviously what you've done as well in this instance. So everybody will be pushing to your RTMP server at a particular topic or channel or whatever the terminology is in in RTMP's world, uh, and then. Andy has the facility to switch between those channels at will. You know, like we would in a messaging protocol, we can switch between the channels and subscribe to a particular topic for a particular amount of time, and then unsubscribe and switch. And it's about the push. the The server doesn't really know what's going on. Um, it just accept it just accepts that it's uh, it's got a message there to work with. <laughs> There are a lot of assumptions, and as we've we've we definitely have a in our in our world uh, industry. That's the word I'm looking for. I knew there was an I word. I just couldn't remember the I word. We do have an awful lot of acronyms, as Walt Track has pointed out, with the having far too many three and four letter acronyms. Oh, here's Although we do one. have some five letter ones that are amazing as well. So, so, so you mentioned SRT as well. So, what does SRT stand for? Yes. Secure, reliable transport. Um, is this a swap between UDP and TCP? It is. Oh. Uh, but guess what? SRT is UDP. Um, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> well, UDP is used uh, for more reliable transport in, in the enterprise as well. We don't always use TCP for things, but... Josie's thinking, mm. what? How? No, no, it's it's more a matter of it makes sense as to why it would still be UDP. Because, you know <laughs> There's some I'm not I'm not a, a OSI Avoid. expert, but I know that UDP is more reliable. That's the only thing I know about it though, but I have, I'm not well, going the way, <laughs> the, the way I can explain it is this. So UDP is I'm going to just dump an entire bucket of water over your head. That is UDP. TCP is, I'm going to dump a bucket over your head and every drop I'm going to say, have you gotten it? Have you gotten dropped by this drop yet? And then you go, no. They go, wait, we're going to send it back to you again. Have you gotten it yet? Yeah, I got that one. Cool. Here's the next one. Uh, Have you gotten that one? It has a handshake protocol. Mm -hmm. Hence why you have the joke of, you know, how everyone is changing their uh, programs to be UDP instead of TCP because they want to avoid handshakes during this time. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting which one you choose in the enterprise as well to, to uh, and it's in, well, I've never heard of SRT, in, so that's uh, something I'll well, look into now. It, UDP um, is used everywhere for video online. Hmm. I mean, that's why sometimes when you're watching something, you'll see like a pixel disappear from a screen or something like that. It's not important information, so the loss of it is no big deal. Which is why UDP is usually used for broadcasts. So SRT came about 2014, I think, um, if I remember correctly, because I did look it up because uh, I'm actually just – last night I spent my stream actually looking at it. Um, however, SRT has only just gone into OBS as somewhere that you can stream to, as in OBS 25, which was just released. Okay. Yeah. So that is why SRT is now an option. I mean, it literally was during this month it was released. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
this is why we didn't do it straight away. Um, but I think that that's one of the next steps. And then automate a few other things, like even a custom app that the broad that the speaker has and the MC, so I don't have to do the scene switching. Mm. It would make sense for the person who's MCing to have the control over that so they can... Yeah, right, now over to Andy. Yeah. Done. And it would be uh, nice or... as well if the if the MC would have the facility to be able to talk as well over the top of over the top of someone else's stream. That's that's a little bit of another one because then you'd have to have the two SRT or RTMP streams on the same scene, which I didn't have at the time. And that's also can be a little difficult depending upon lag as well. I mean, if you've got things coming from two different countries, I mean, if your MC is in Ireland and you have someone who's, you know, portraying their talk through New Zealand, you know, even if you're sitting there on Discord, there are known issues with lag for sound or words or things like that. So having that sort of crossfade where you usually hear an applause and an MC starts talking can be difficult. And there's also a couple of other issues that we sort of worked around and, um, I RTMP was playing up so badly at one point that the audio from the RTMP stream wasn't going out onto the stream. Mm. I could see I could see it doing the peaks on OBS. It wasn't going to the stream. So what I had to do was manually monitor that RTMP stream and pump it through desktop audio. On this is this is on the this is on a VM in Azure. And then that desktop audio, I had to unmute to push out to the stream. So it was literally doing that mm. so and doing like a, a little loop in yeah, OBS to go out yeah. to the stream because it just stopped it, working. It is almost like one step that you need is to have your QA sitting there, you know, like listening to it with a 30 second preview before it hits what you're pushing to the actual channel. So if there is a hiccup, they can catch it and be like, you know, you send a message and you have like a buffer window for everyone to get things fixed. And then whoever's talking can go, Hey, I, you know, so sorry. I was just informed that you weren't able to hear me for the past 30 seconds. We believe we've got that sorted. Now we're going to continue. So, wow. Little things like that were just deal breakers on the day. And it worked out in the end and it was an all right conference. It was, well, I, Thing is, you can't argue with the numbers, but then you always are your own worst critic. And when you're when when you're going, I didn't like that. I didn't mm. like this. I didn't like this bit, and all that sort of stuff. But I think it's that's the case of next time. There is a next time. Let's move on. Let's do that. Um, and I think this is where we should probably talk about the importance of why we're doing these things. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I know we haven't got much time left. So we've been here for a while. We talked about a little bit about tech, a little bit what I did, but why? It's for everyone's sanity, really. Um, you've seen hundreds of meetups cancelled. You've seen hundreds of conferences, well, not quite hundreds of conferences, but a lot of conferences. I mean, Microsoft aren't doing physical conferences until July next year. At the moment. At a, at a minimum. Hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, they haven't cancelled TwitchCon North America yet. When which is in September. September. That, that'll get um, cancelled. That, that is going to go. 
Um, most likely. And see, see, I don't understand TwitchCon. Why don't they just do it on Twitch? I, the, I, 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 I do like the physicality of actually going I to I was just Twitch going to Con. say, going to TwitchCon does have a nice... There is... Detaching yourself from the thing that you constantly use is kind of important. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's good to sort of meet those game industry folks. It's important to see those. I mean, it's one of those things that networking is all important, which I think we actually went through in our last stream. Networking uh, is absolutely important. Exactly. Yeah. And you can do that online, but it's exceptionally hard to do it online. And when you've got 22,000 people that are all about Twitch in the same place at the same time for three days, it's amazing. Mm. It, it really is. Um, it's a bit like being a game developer and going to Rezzed. Yeah. You know? And it, I think that's where the importance of we are, I, as a remote worker, I'm I, we're isolated. We're even more isolated than we used to be. We used to be able to go to the pub after work or nip to the shops uh, for a bit of food or go to the gym if we needed to. Uh, but now you're sort of, you're indoors all day, every day, and in the UK for at least the next three weeks. Um, as of yesterday, today. Did they uh, announce that today? Because I know they were going to review it today. Uh, it, was, it was either yesterday or today, but... It was yesterday. Uh, no, we are, we are going to be indoors until the foreseeable future. Don't yes. don't even get your hopes up, hopes up about three no. weeks' time. It's ridiculous to even think that we are going to be allowed out. I'm not even thinking. I'm not even thinking about that. It's like I'm in it for the long haul. Um, I've been yeah. grounded. I get it. I understand. <laughs> but but it's things like that that are important to people, and yeah. it. A lot of people. It, there we go. Ancient coder. It was officially announced today. <laughs> so, I, I knew they were going to review it, and I thought it was Thursday that they were reviewing it. AK today. So. Yeah. Well, they so, did an announcement yesterday, which I, th I thought was the official announcement, but it doesn't really matter. It's been announced for the next three weeks. So. Um, it's, it is all about making connections. I mean, yeah. we're social creatures, no matter how much we may joke and tease that we hate people. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the great things. Why are you a developer? Because I hate people, you know. We're, it, we're all reclusers. Yeah, the bat rooms and the bat <laughs> caves and things like that. But it is exceptionally noticeable to me the need for things like this. Um, my poor husband, because he has to work from home and he's used to being in an office consistently, they have actually set up online meetings that have nothing to do with work in order to allow people to still make connections because the social need is there. And a lot of people that uh, work in his office live alone. There is no partner or children or parents or even a roommate. So having people to connect to is important. But the networking side or being able to learn things, because we all learn different ways. I mean, one of the beautiful things I love about conferences are the topics, um, are the way that I can learn a whole new side or a perspective of things. Um, I mean, obviously, the difference is when you start doing things in an online world, it can still feel distant. Did you have that with the community? I mean, if you have massive numbers showing up, the difficulty at that point in time is how do you get these people to separate and talk and network 
instead of just spamming chat with Nyan Cat or something. Did you guys think of that? Uh, we did. I mean, we were we were lucky. Um, the actual chat was very little in terms of why you're on front page, why are you viewbotting, why are you doing this? We did actually get a few viewbot comments. It was just like, really? You know, you when I was... When I was watching as well, there weren't that many people saying anything irrelevant. It was mostly, it yeah. wasn't spam chat. You know, like you get in some big streamers' channels with, with five, six thousand, seven thousand, you know, etc. people watching. Mm. It was very relevant and it was it was fairly respectful and it was asking relevant questions or it was, it making was relevant comments. It was people listening and going, this is cool. What's the answer to this question then? This is cool. What's the answer to that one? Um, at one point, we did have a bit of a, a moderator wall going on because um, chat started to die down. And it was like we had a few moderators just talking constantly and asking right. questions. Um, uh, so it looked a bit sort of a green swordy going down the, uh, going down the chat. Uh, but no, it's, I think it's also perceptions on how meetups should be because um, I've seen a lot of older generation meetup organizers i'm it, it's it's something that i am sort of going to say but a lot of them are using things like zoom teams live and all this sort of stuff because you can see every, well especially with zoom you can see everyone in the same meeting mm -hmm. and it's that physical aspect of seeing everyone and a lot of people are still thinking about it as a way of you've got to see everyone because you've got to know their reactions. You've got to know that you're talking to them as a speaker and you can, they can ask you questions almost instantly. If that, if that's via voice, uh, via, so, and you, you like to see their reaction when they're speaking to you. Um, I'm very much not like that. It's just like, <laughs> why? It, why do you uh, right? If I'm going to ask a question, I'll ask it in any form that you want me to ask it. I'll do it in text. I'll do it in sign language. Um, I can't sign language to save my life. But I was literally <laughs> just about to say something to you in sign language. So I'm like, yeah, I'll put my hands back. Up. <laughs> um, I, I will try. I'll fail. Um, but I would try and do that. And it's just like it's based on the platform you're going for. Now, for me, Twitch is an audience. It's a massive audience. There's 30 million-ish people that log in every month to Twitch. Right? If you're doing a meetup, physical meetups, this was like .NET Southwest, um, something in Nottingham, something in Oxford, something in uh, Yorkshire. You have 100 people, maybe, maximum, maybe 200 if, on, a, on a big day if you've got a big speaker coming that it changes the whole thing. When you think of Jeff Fritz and his everyday stream, he has 80 to 100 people in there. Mm -hmm. you, you look at one of the other partners on the team, Lana Lux, she's a game developer. Now she has 200 plus every stream on average. It's crazy. And if you think there's your audience, we just went through a 3,000 average 17-hour stream. And if you get through to a few of those, and as you said, Chris, the actual chat was all relevant or mostly relevant. What I saw 
and I was I watched a uh, over the course of the hour, maybe two hours in total. Uh, it was it was it was really quite impressive because it wasn't spammy, and that's what I was expecting when I saw the view account. I thought I was going to come in chat, and I was just going to get reams and reams and reams of text, and it was just relevant question after relevant. Do you comment. not remember data mine? It was sort of like that. It, 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 the entire when you get into the development side of things, especially on Twitch, it tends to sort of feel that way. Yeah. But this still goes back to my whole question of, I mean, it makes a difference how many people you've got. One of the experiences that people enjoy about going physically to conferences is. You you may see someone who you just accidentally bumped into because you were holding a cup of coffee and you went to turn to go somewhere and you're just like, oh, so sorry about that. And then you go to a conference or a talk and as you're walking in, you see that person, you're like, hey, I know you. And then you have a little bit of a banter. And then you sit down and you watch and you participate in the questions and you get up and you leave. How are you working with getting the community to know that there are other, you know, quote unquote, side rooms or hallways that they could talk in? like you would get in that experience or is that something you guys haven't broached yet we haven't broached it properly yet now for example i got 50 followers on the day just like that mm -hmm. uh from my three quarters of an hour on screen i got 50 followers i had 10 uh, go into my discord i had like another 50 login to feature chat within that hour uh and throughout the day sort of a lot more uh, it was it was one of those things where we were pushing and we were looking at people. We were even previewing non-speakers uh, during the day as well. And I hope that like a few people got those extra few followers, those extra few notes, and people are using their own Discord servers and their own communities as part of that uh, water cooler sort of talk. Right. So those the are the, <laughs> they, 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 they are the breakout rooms. Uh, is everyone else's Discord. And I think Discord servers, and I think that's where probably the future will probably push a little bit more, maybe even make our own live coders Discord server so we can have breakout rooms per speaker and things like that. Because uh, that would be interesting. There's something beautiful about it, but there's also something terrifying about that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, as someone who actually loves the whole community side of things and getting communities working together towards an objective, a goal or connecting, I both love and hate Discord. Uh, when I ask people, how many Discord servers are you sitting in? Six, and that's not a, and that's not a lot. It's not. And yet when I look at mine because of some of the things that I do, I'm in about 40 so how much do you actually pay attention to certain servers or do you have it, you know, mute until I unmute you? And there is like, there's, there's a beautiful thing about it, but there's also a sort of pain inside of me as well towards it. So it's like I said, I have a love-hate relationship in those lines, which is why it's both beautiful and terrifying or terrifyingly horrific or horrifically terrifying. I think I want to look at it. That, that comment you made then about having breakout rooms for each of the individual speakers do you not want to encourage the speakers themselves to build their own communities and they'll have their own discord servers and they'll have their own ways of them getting involved rather than building necessarily a live coders community because each live coder is essentially out on their own but you're a team yes yeah and, and, that, and that's the thing i think this is what we've got to look at yeah and what we should probably look at for the next one or the next three or the next Live Coders 27 conference, uh, whatever that might be in the future, if that makes sense. So um, 
again, it, I'm going to say it was a month. <laughs> we we have got all these ideas, and we have so much feedback from um, not only the speakers that we had, um, but the moderators. Everyone has feed, fed back into this, and it's looking pretty um, interesting future. And you'll yeah. find out if you uh, if you pop in as well. We are just waiting. I'm literally waiting to turn on affiliate, and then that because that is one of the prerequisites of being in the live coders um, thing. And then we are going to be applying. And I've been meaning to do this for about three months now. Um, but <laughs> Josie and I have been chatting about some things in the background, so we've we've got to a point where we can turn things on now. Um, it's just. Now I've got to wait for my accountant to come back to me and basically say <laughs> because there's a lot of things there's a lot of things with Twitch when you have to sign up affiliate and oh, I have to be sure that you know I want to do a lot of stuff you got to yeah. do and it's a, it, it's not so as easy as oh well yeah I turn well, you, this on you now. can no, I could turn it as an as an individual but that's the thing is I don't really want to do that I want to put it you know I want to do it through my company and and do it properly you know so yeah and I mean um hopefully we can get both of you in there. Uh, no offense, Josie. That's forty-one Discord servers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'll join the server. Absolutely, yeah. Well, see that—that's the thing. The th that's the thing that gets me. Right. We want to be able to have a way of connecting. I mean, my gosh, documentation not included as a show exists because Chris works from home. I work from home when we started it. Patrick was also, you know, he was doing work, but we were people who knew each other who were involved in some form of development and we just wanted to talk to each other and have an outlet and a way to connect. That is the entire reason why we started this. It's was sort of a chance for us to have our water cooler or our hallway chat where we could talk about other things. And of course, obviously once you do something, it grows. But when you start doing conferences uh, on a large scale, it's how do you still offer what the real benefits are, you know, being able to see, um, <laughs> uh, uh, let's go with um, Game Coder 69, 420, 360, no scope, constantly chatting about the importance of using runtimes or things like that. And it, there's a disconnect that ends up happening instead of seeing someone's name badge of, you know, Bob from Microsoft or, you know, Chris from Shadow Moses or something like that. There's there's a bit of a community disconnect that can occur. So yeah. it's finding the little ways to make those connections, which will be really interesting to see how everything works out. That's the thing. Yeah. Is the bigger the community. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, the bigger the community, the more disconnect you're going to get naturally. Now, you see that with, yeah. with game streamers. Game streamers who are small have a certain audience. That, I mean, the same goes with coders as well. We've mm. got a certain audience. There are people that keep showing up on, on the you know listening to our show, people that keep showing up listening to the dev streams that we do that obviously like small streamers. And well, I say that I don't know for certain. I mean, please tell us, people in the audience, what you think. But I assume it's because they like small streamers that don't have I, I huge amounts like their of beards. at the beard and the huge amount of chat as well. You know, because I get if I go into a um, if I go into a channel where there is so much chat that I'm not I'm just going to get drowned out if I've got a relevant question to talk about. It's an ego thing. I want to be heard by that person, and a smaller streamer is going to hear me and respond to me more than a bigger streamer. And that's why I respect people like, for example, um, Jeff Fritz, who who has the time generally to, I don't know how he does it, but he's got quite a lot of chat going on, but he still manages to pick out most of the relevant comments. He ignores some of them, and he has to, 
because there's so much. But he still does, you know. He's he, he still. Thank your moderators. <laughs> yeah. Thank your moderators. He does have they moderators be... as well. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> inside Dinny stream. In, inside of uh, <laughs> Twitch's stream chat, you can actually have different chats, like your moderator only stuff. And you're in, inside those chats, you can have your moderators watching the main thing, and then push to a di- the moderator chat room only. Like, there's so much you can do within the whole side of things to make things easier. But always be thankful for your moderators. Yeah, Jeff, so um, we we, uh, we raided Jeff last week. Sorry, Josie. I know we, oh. I know you're trying to finish, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say a little thing. Um, we raided Jeff last week, and his bot said, um, um, "Thanks for the raid, Dinny Stream." And I just I just typed in chat because he said, "Oh, hello, DNI Stream," because he you know he always. He always says hello, and uh, and I said, "Oh, uh, lol, Dinny Stream," and he thought that I wanted him to pronounce it Dinny Stream. <laughs> so he was taught, uh, there was a whole confusion thing, and eventually got it. But hopefully, he won't call us <laughs> Dinny Stream next time. <laughs> Yay! Yes, we're we're getting to that point where it is time for us to end the show. Go Indeed. figure. Ah, yay. Um, Thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, Because of the fact that we've discussed an awful lot in timing, should we have ourselves a BYOB today? I'm actually going to let you pick. Did you learn any one, two, or three things that you think might be interesting? Andy? I learned a lot more about the actual protocols behind video and audio streaming. Um, again, it's very relevant, but I've got a lot of learning to do. And, uh, I I think, uh, hopefully I can increase my knowledge base so I can help others. I think the thing is, is I said some, I said some absolute rubbish about UDP earlier on. So I'd had a little bit of reading while we were chatting and I know the difference between TCP and UDP, but I don't need to know it on a daily basis. And it it isn't more reliable you know for tcp's more reliable because it's got the handshake but mm-hmm. it's like the, the thing is is there's that much technology i was wittering on about um messaging protocols as well but i was knee deep in some like m m mmqt and rtmp um protocols like knee deep in the low level osi layers of 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 how they needed to be implemented and that was only a few months ago, and I still can't, I can't remember half the stuff that I'd learned then because I'm on to something else now. I'm working with Docker and C Sharp, and you know, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> and it's other hard. things. Yep. And for me, this week, um, I basically learned all about making uh, value adjustments for Oom Killer, and uh, that's been a bit of fun. Yay. <laughs> I I love Oom Killer, but God, it has black magic that it does in the background. And it's just like, ah, so painful. And for those who don't know, Oom Killer is out of memory killer. That is a surface that kind of checks and it runs and sees what you have actually running. And if it thinks that it doesn't have the right type of memory due to math, that it's doing with your available memory or free memory and other things that go with it. It associates a value. And if it hits a certain value, it'll actually kill off the service that is running or something along those lines. And yeah, I I've had to make all kinds of crazy changes and try and figure out why I'm even running into the problem to begin with. Cause um killer is merciless. It oh. does not care. 
It doesn't so, care if that service is important. A rule-based um, process killer, by the sounds of it, and that doesn't sound safe, especially on a production environment. That's actually probably one of the most cool and neat things that you can look into when it's a matter of making certain boxes still stay up and are accessible. Right. But, right. yes, that was my thing, as a learning all about Oom Killer this past week. And my, what I've been learning about um, over the last few days is, uh, yesterday, you and I were doing a stream, and we were talking about, um, I, I relearned this, by the way, um, Docker containers, if you've got multi-stage Docker containers that build uh, into multiple stages and you try to do caching, you have to cache each individual stage Um how that's relevant is, say for example, you've got a container that's building a web service and you've got, it, it builds in one stage, runs tests in another stage and then deploys it and actually runs the application in the third stage. Each of those stages needs, needs if you're using something like Docker Compose, each of those stages needs a specific image that is output because then images are not uh, kept when you push them to the server, only the last image is cached because the last image is distinct from the other two. So, um, yeah, I relearned that, and I actually am in the process of doing something similar for a client that I was doing yesterday for us anyway. Um, so what I what I was doing yesterday has actually helped me anyway. So. Yeah, All good. It's, it's amazing. But, yes, there's our BYOB. We are now officially at the end of the show. Thank you to all of you in Twitch chat for joining in with your questions and your comments and your, you know, commentating Voltrack Copper Beardy and Ancient Coder. It's lovely to see you guys. And for everyone listening in the future, uh, we do hope to see you live with us. Now, Andy, thank you yes. for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure again. And sorry, I was just looking down then. Uh, I, I, I've seemed to have definitely fixed the issue <laughs> with featured Ooh, this well, is a good thing. It's been working the entire time we've been we've been uh, streaming. So Yeah, yeah. It was um it got disconnected from Firehose and didn't reconnect. Uh, About twelve is, hours ago. <laughs> that is not a good thing. But yes, feel free to pimp out your social media, your websites, your side projects, your chat. Pimp yourself, Andy. I'm looking number Slevin on Twitch. Uh, I'm the Slevin on Twitter. I do mainly featured chat, which they use here. Um, it was that little question thing, probably down there, or is it down the side? side? Yeah, that side. <laughs> it was down there. <laughs> and uh, thanks for asking the questions. It was be it was being good. Uh, Copy Be Copper Beardy and everyone else. Um, thank you for being here. There you uh, go. Just show again. <laughs> again, thanks everyone. It's been amazing as always, and uh, I hope to be back soon. Good it absolutely stuff. has, and we will have and you back, absolutely, Andy. We yeah. we we will have you back. I mean, that's kind of an obvious. And for those of you who are currently sitting there in chat, smiling and laughing, come on the show. Absolutely, yeah. We've actually we've actually got quite a few guests booked in at the moment as well. So uh, don't expect just to see Josie and I. We will have people for the next few weeks at least. There's people more important than us. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're more important, but they've certainly got more interesting things to say. Um, anyway, so yes, our time for Pimpage. You can follow follow us um, and see all of our social media channel 
malarkey and all of everything else, all our podcasts. Stop laughing at me. I'm trying to mix it up a bit. <laughs> all of our podcasters um, platforms on our website, www.dnistream.live. You can use a contact form to get hold of us for any reason if you want to be a guest or you just want to send us some some nice uh, comments or nasty comments, anything to be fair. it's We're in quarantine, so... You know, send us send us uh, send us some trolling. We don't mind. Um, no, Chris. New, no, invent Chris, some swear don't. words and send them to us. Oh. <laughs> and of course, do not forget to follow us on Twitch. There's a little button up there if you don't already follow us, and uh, you'll get notified when we go live with our dev streams and our podcast. Or in about a week and a half, or whenever, subscribe. Yes, possibly. Yes. Whenever that happens. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. You know, spread the word. Talk about us or something to other people. Make them come watch the atrocity that we are. You can get emotes. Emotes. Oh, we pen, already have the emotes. emotes. We have some. We also have like VIP stuff and a whole bunch of other things that we. Uh, yes, the pen emote will be done. You know what, Chris? I'm also going to have to state this publicly in the podcast for those who haven't had a chance to watch our one day sh- or Wednesday show. I also need a slumping Chris emote as well. <laughs> I have never seen Chris like totally deflate. It's visually. and we were talking about this whole caching thing and other stuff with Docker Compose, and I just happened to see out of the corner of my eye Chris getting smaller and smaller and by the time i turned to look at him because i was looking at you know the way things were written and stuff like that i'm looking at him and he his head is like this big on the screen and the rest of it is his chair i'm like what happened chris are you having a tantrum? it's because you know when you realize you know when uh, andy uh, both of you in fact you'll all know and everybody who's a coder in chat will realize you know when you've been working at something for so long and you've got to a point where you're happy with it and it's working and you know it's fairly solid and you think this is nearly production ready and then you, something happens i.e i realized i needed to cache every bloody stage of the the multi multi-stage docker build and then you realize oh my god I've got to do all of the work that I've already done, even though I know how to do it three times more. I've got to, I've got to put loads of, and then you're just like, oh, I know how to do it. It's not going to take that long. I just don't want to. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, telling I, I, you, temper tantrum, Chris, has <laughs> to be an emote. It is the most adorable thing ever. Adorable. I'm actually going to go back and clip it and just, you know, put a little yeah. meme text of I can't even, or just put one, three, five, seven, nine or something. Uh, another one on those ones. I had a slash at the end of a config value when I shouldn't uh, for about six to eight hours. And it took me that long to figure out that that was the issue. Watch any um, of my dev streams over the last couple of months, and I spend four hours on average batting my head against a wall about a yeah. space that shouldn't be where it should be, or two <laughs> equals next to each other that should only be one equals. And I'm just not reading the fucking error message. I'm sorry. It's there in front of me, and that's the annoying thing. It's right fucking there. Our other, <laughs> our other emote has to be, oh, I'm an idiot. Because, oh, it's, oh, I'm an idiot in Chris's hands that turn into like this, the, like the evil sort of laughter when he sits there going like this when he's thinking. He looks <laughs> slightly maniacal and evil genius It's amazing. The, it the, the, the best one is uh, less than versus greater than. Whoops. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I, I was actually explaining that to my wife the other day. She didn't 
she couldn't get it in her head what the difference between the two symbols were. And then I had to explain it to her. And I was like, I just know it. to the larger number. Yeah, well, that's how. That's what I eventually got to. But I was like, it's, I don't know how, how to explain it. It's when you debug it. your code and you've, only, and you've accidentally put the wrong one in. And it, t- it takes you six hours again to figure out that that's the one. You, well, you, you should like, switch. Oh. You should switch to PowerShell because you have to type hyphen GT and hyphen LT instead of using the greater than less than signs in that, which is horribly verbose. But right. <laughs> so we're now properly going to say goodbye to all of you amazing people and also hi to Tafe. You've just showed up. We will see you all next week, Thursday, seven PM UK time, here on Twitch.tv/dni_stream. Da 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 da. Jingle time. Bye. All that's left is say goodbye. Andy, say bye bye. Bye. Chris, say bye bye. Bye. And this is me, Josie, saying bye bye. Bye. Next week. <laughs>